0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Well, good afternoon to everybody out there. Uh, our first, a momentous day. It uh, is our first show. Of 2014. I can't believe it's 2014 already. Here we are, January 2nd, and uh, here in, for me, uh, sorry to say this, sunny Southern California, uh, 80 degrees, 75 at the beach, blue skies. And for those of you who are not enjoying such amazing weather, sorry. But anyway, no, it's great, and hope you all had a, a good, safe, new year it is you know it's amazing to me i was just talking about this before the show how different people like to bring in new years different ways and i guess people get thrills of doing certain things that others might not find so thrilling i am one of those others that don't find it thrilling i certainly hope that you don't have this element or this i guess low mentality in your neighborhoods but my staff here at the hospital they wanted to try to get out a little early on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday, you know, for New Year's, I said, you know, guys, Christmas Eve, yes, religious holiday, we like to close early, get home to your families, et cetera. But New Year's Eve, you're not going to start going out and partying. I know this at least eight nine o'clock, so we can close at the regular time. Their concern, however, wasn't that they are going to get home before and have enough time to do their New Year's Eve partying, but it was. And I I'd never even heard this before, and I'm in shock that it happens, and it does, and I, it's confirmed by the news. But some of these. Kids get their thrills as the sun is setting. It's starting to get dark. We're not talking fireworks. Well, quite literally fireworks. Shooting guns, real live ammunition up into the air and not realizing that what goes up must come down. And those bullets, and it could be a while later, are coming down with such amazing speed. Just the good old formula of, of acceleration, 9.8 meters per second every second. It speeds up at 9.8 meters a second. So, you know, you're looking at every second and a lot of meters up there. That thing is coming down pretty fast and it, it can hurt someone. And there were one or two people in the news that were hit with these stray bullets. It's bizarre to me. Certainly not the way uh, I think uh, most of us should be spending on New Year's, but unfortunately, it does happen. I hope oh, the people in your neighborhoods are much more sane much smarter because unfortunately we here in LA cannot claim that all of our co-residents are that smart. Anyway, hope it was safe, though. Uh, you know, As I was thinking through the holidays, and this last week especially, I was wondering how many of you, and I really want to hear from you, and you can call us very easily, 877-385-8882. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. I think it's, it would be great to share experiences. Uh, you can also uh, send me a quick email to drjeff, that's drjeff, at petliferadio.com. We are wondering, I am wondering, just what is the status in your communities with regards to pet stores? And I'm talking the mall type of pet store that typically sells these cute, adorable little puppies sitting in that window, many of the purchases of which are impulse, and how many really seem to think about where these puppies come from. Now, in Los Angeles, very interesting, and I know that many municipalities, many cities have followed suit. These stores are banned. Stores that purchase their dogs from those poorly reputed puppy mills. These are these large-scale, multi-breed breeding operations, uh, usually in the Midwest or in the South. They have been now outlawed in Los Angeles, and I hear that many cities as well. And I would love to hear in your cities, in your communities, in your states, what the laws, what the rules are about these pet stores. Are they still in operation? Are they still getting their dogs from these puppy mills or these large-scale breeding operations? And, and mind you, Mind you, people will tell me, oh, no, no, this isn't a pipe melb. This is USDA approved. Well, let me tell you something. USDA means nothing. Anybody can get a USD license. That means it doesn't mean a thing that you can apply for it. They come out. They look at it as long as you have whatever the, the minimum standard. You can say, yes, you are a USDA Accredited. It doesn't mean a whole lot. And as a thank you, since our show is sponsored by ProSense Pet Products available at your mass retailers and our partners like Walmart, like Target, if you will come in and send us an email, call us live at 877-385-8882. Join us here in the show. Even ask a question not related to this, but we'd love to hear from you. We will send out to you. You'll hang on after. You're live on air. We'll get your information with our producer, Mark, and we will send you out a free ProSense product for your pet. So yes, send me some info or give us a call. Don't be bashful. What, the way it worked here in LA is there was a movement some years ago to actually take these quote unquote pet stores. And some of them are very highly or were highly visible mall-type stores that were very successful selling a lot of product as well, but selling live puppies. And instead of selling live puppies purchased from the puppy mills in the Midwest, the stores would comb the shelters, make sort of cooperative efforts along with many of the breed rescue groups and sell those puppies from their stores. So they would clean them up, give them their vaccines, they would usually finish the vaccine series and that was part of the purchase, make sure they were all spayed neutered. So from the ultimate purchaser, from the consumer perspective, they were getting well-vaccinated, spayed neutered, healthy puppies. And from the pet store's perspective, they were able to fill that need, the void for the consumer yet not getting them from these large-scale breeding operations, but rather from a rescue group or shelter, thus saving a life. Because one must realize, unless you are in an area that can support what we call no-kill shelters, it's always a huge problem, and these no-kill shelters are a godsend, and these rescue groups are a godsend. And it's amazing that I see dogs or cats, but dogs especially, coming from these quote-unquote breed rescues. And these rescues pretty much will go out and look for that particular breed, and they may not have papers. That's okay. You may not need papers. These dogs are all spayed neutered. As I say to anybody who thinks they want to share the birthing experience with their kids or their family, go rent the video. It's not that dynamic. And the truth of the matter is that they want peace and quiet. They want privacy, and so it doesn't even help when you have all these people around watching. So go rent the video. What I say kind of half in joking, but it's true that if you are even thinking of getting involved in the world of breeding is go find and rent the movie, find it on Netflix or something, best in show. It's kind of a parody, but it is real. And the characters that are portrayed in this movie, it's exactly how they are in real life. And it's something that I really don't think that you want to kind of get involved with these kinds of people. They're a pretty bizarre group of people. And yet they are committed. They are, you know, extremely extremely caring. They have these big hearts, but they live, breathe, eat, sleep their dogs or their cats and they are into this show world, a world that most of us, for the normal person who has a family, who has a job, can actually commit that much time and money, by the way, to these breeding operations it's a major major time and financial commitment if you want to show your dog most people that when they realize what goes into it will pass now also know that if you have a dog that you're thinking of breeding and you don't want to get into this world i mean you won't be able to breed with anybody because anybody who's still in this day and age is really interested in breeding a dog they themselves are only wanting dogs that are proven champions Dogs that themselves have gone through all of the the, the dog shows and the competitions, and they're accumulating their championship points, and otherwise, they don't want to waste. Anybody doesn't want to waste a breeding for especially a female, but even for a male, if it's not going to add or enhance the value and the reputation of the breeder, so they're going to pass on your dog anyway. So think about it. There's no reason to. So. But these breed rescue groups and these pet stores that are combing the rescue groups, combing the shelters for these adorable dogs, it's perfect. And let's face it, you go to a pet store right now and one that is still selling these, they are cute, don't get me wrong, but one can't guarantee really their health status and certainly not the conditions from which they were bred. And it's often extremely frightening. But if you wanted, let's say you didn't want a little puppy. You don't want to go through the puppy stage. You don't want to go through the, the house training. You, know, you have a little teeny kid. You want something that's a little easier to manage right off the bat. I mean, let's face it. Those first few months when you got a brand new puppy, they're tough. That's like having a brand new baby. So people want to sometimes adopt or purchase whatever. A dog that's a little bit older, maybe more seasoned, maybe already house trained, maybe already trained. Then you won't get that. Unless you go to one of these newer style pet stores or from a breed rescue group or from the shelter. And I'm telling you, there are great ones out there. And these shelters really do a wonderful job. Trust me, shelter personnel do not want to put these dogs to sleep. They will do anything in their power to try to save them, uh, especially if they think the dog is or puppy is adoptable. Anyway, some food for thought. I want to hear from you, 877-385-8882. We're just about to take a break. What I want to do is thank, once again, our sponsors, ProSense Pets. I want to thank our retail partners like Walmart and Target, where you can get our full line of ProSense products. And you are here with me, Dr. Jeff Werber, on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, and we'll be right back.
0: We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Swipe It's revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent-pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding.
1: Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux. You can even go naked like your pets. (laughs) Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best
0: Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing
1: people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party.
0: Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio, hey. Pet Life dot com. <laughs>
1: Well, welcome back to uh, Life Radio. You're here talking with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for Ask the Vet with Dr. Jeff. And I understand we have a caller. Is the caller still on the air? We lost our call. caller. Give us a call back here at 877-385-8882. We definitely want to talk to you, hear from you. And uh, we are just uh, finishing up a, just a discussion about municipalities, pet stores who are purchasing dogs from these puppy mills. And I had a terrible name for them, but unfortunately, that's kind of what they are. But call it what you will. Large-scale, multi-breed breeding operations. Most reputable breeders. Will not be breeding five different breeds. Maybe two different breeds, but not multiple breeds. So as soon as you know that a dog is coming from an operation that has, you can buy your anything from your Irish Wolfhound down to your uh, Chihuahua. Chances are it's a puppy mill. So I think the caller's back on the air. Hello, are you uh, you there with us?
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Fine. How are you? Who's this? Happy New Year to you.
0: So here's my question, Doctor Jeff. Uh I have dogs that love to bark all the time. Sometimes at nothing. What suggestions do you have?
1: Okay, well, first of all, are they doing it just as bad when you're home with them or only when you're gone?
0: Usually when I'm gone.
1: Okay, so the reason I ask is there are two types of correction that we can use. And when you're there with them, I don't know if you've ever heard of the penny can. Okay. Yes, with the Okay. Cans, the
0: shaking cups or Right, something. right. And the,
1: the whole idea is not to freak them. or The whole idea is, is that it's a distraction. You shake that can. The noise it's making is a distraction. And then typically what I would recommend doing is when they hear the distraction, you call them over to you and you ask them to sit and give them a treat. And then pretty soon, the association will be that that noise from the can means a treat. So you don't have to call them anymore. All you do is they hear the noise, and they come running to you. And now you you have them under your control. But that's when they're barking when you're there. So what happens when you're not? What are the best, safest ways to prevent the barking? Well, if you have neighbors that are good neighbors that adore you, And your dogs, you can work with your dogs at home with the penny can and then have your neighbors shake a can from across the fence or whatever. That's a good way. Now, when that's not possible or you live in an apartment or you're getting complaints, you need to resort to some kind of remote correction. And that usually will be in the form of a collar. There are many types of collars out on the market, most of which I am very unenamored with. And those are the ones that will provide some sort of shock. They're called shock collars. I hate that word shock collar. I like to call it an electrical impulse collar. But nonetheless, it does give them a little bit of an electric impulse. And I prefer using those only in association with a certified trainer, a trainer who is very comfortable, very familiar, because unfortunately, I've seen those backfire where the dog barks, and they get the zap, and now they're mad that they got the little zap, so they bark more. The more they bark, the more zap, and it really will escalate into a dog that's ready to kill the next person or thing or your other dog that it sees, so I'm not a huge fan. There is, however, a collar that I do like. It's been certified by all of the humane groups, and it is the citronella collar. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, citronella keeps bugs
0: away usually, right? Yes,
1: okay. So that's true. So citronella, it comes from a citrus fruit, and it's a very, very, very strong-smelling, strong-bitter-tasting spray. What happens is this. When a dog barks and it's wearing a citronella collar, and the citronella collar is adjusted properly, that it will hit all of the dog's senses to distract them. First of all, it's going to spray them. They're going to smell the spray. They're going to taste the spray. They're going to feel the spray, they're going to hear the sprayer, and they're going to see the mist in front of their face. So it hits all of the five senses, all right? See it, feel it, taste it, smell it, and well, whichever one I missed, and hear it. So what happens is it's going to distract them, and they hate the taste so much, they will immediately put together, go, Oh my God, every time I bark, I get this spray in the face. I feel it against my chin. I smell it. I hate the smell. I hate the taste. I don't like seeing it. I don't like hearing the whoosh sound. So they stop barking. And I when it's that working. Yeah, and it's really good. And what's so cool about it is that once the dog is totally primed to the collar, that and I've seen this work, it blows my mind that you don't even have to have it filled anymore. You don't even have to turn it on anymore. All you have to do is before you leave the house, put the collar on the dog. And in their mind, they don't know it's not going to work. They just don't want to bark. But it is. It's very safe. Because they've become so popular, and they're more and more on the market right now, they've come down in price. You could probably pick one up for under 100 bucks. I think it's one on the market for like 50 bucks. Of course, you want to get one that's good quality, that's going to last a while, but you have to obviously fill it. You could buy citronella spray. That you, you fill it like you would a, a, a butane a lighter, and they're great, and you change the batteries as needed. That's what I would do, only because they're safe, they're effective, and uh, it's something that's going to provide the correction even in your absence.
0: What a great idea. Thank you so much.
1: So while I have you on the phone, are you? do you know anything about in your area? We were talking earlier about the pet stores. Are there still mall-related, multi pet stores that are selling all these cute little puppies in the window in your towns or city?
0: You know, I haven't seen many of those lately. Where do you live? In South Florida.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I'd be curious, only because we, as you said, we see a lot. I mean, every major mall here in L.A. used to have a pet store and now the only pet stores we see now because they've been outlawed are the ones that are selling rescue dogs, selling shelter dogs, selling breed rescue group dogs. They're very popular and uh, it's certainly, I think, a nice way to go. So um, anyway, try the Citronella Collar. We'd love you to get back to us and um, kind of let me know how things are working out.
0: All right, great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And any other uh, suggestions out there? Again, for you listeners, anyone who's uh, tried any technique to eliminate the uh, barking in your pets, and it's important to know that you want to look for correction when you're there and when you're not there. I think we have another caller on the phone. Hello, are you there? Yeah, hello. Can you hear Hi. me? I can hear you now. Hi. Who's this? This is Noah. How you doing? Um, good. What are you doing for good. It? I have a question about
0: my dog. Uh, I have a boxer. All um, right. I guess it's like on on her dorsal side, like closer to her her back, like. Here, it's like really sensitive there. Uh-huh. Um, I can't tell if that's like a, like a sweet spot for her, like she loves to be pet there. But a lot of times, like scratches, just like drop the floor. You know, like it's so hypersensitive. I don't know if that's like a, a rash or how oh, I can figure out what it is exactly. All
1: uh, right, let me ask a question. First of all, does it just to to look at the area? Don't touch it yet, but just to look at the area. Does it look irritated? Is there hair loss? Is the skin red and inflamed, or does it look totally normal?
0: There's no hair loss, but, you know, she's a dark-haired dog, so it's hard to see. um, I guess it's hard to see her skin. I I Uh can't tell if it's irritated or not.
1: Because what you can do is gently, two things come to mind, and you kind of hit the first one on the head, and that is something skin-related. And what I would recommend doing is gently, you know, take like you stand behind her, and you kind of pull the hair backwards against the grain. And while you're doing it, you're carefully looking at the skin itself is there debris is it red and inflamed are you feeling scabs or irritation and if so then there's a more likely than not the problem is going to be skin related and back there and if you know calling you know certain parts of the country that are still enjoying very good weather Back there, you could have, still be having flea problems, and that's certainly a possibility. I don't know if you ever see her whip around that neck, that head, and start like little chiseling away at her skin with her teeth. Then that's a high likelihood of some sort of flea problem or just the secondary issue of maybe a skin infection. Now, the other thing that you want to check for, and uh, how old is she, by the way? She's three. Three. Yeah, unlikely at at three to have this problem, but it's certainly possible. There is a spinal skeletal problem that many dogs have that also you can barely touch them right above the base of the tail, and truly Mm. they'll drop into a sit in a second, and that is a lumbosacral instability. The term, the lay term is cauda equina syndrome where the last lumbar vertebrae, as it meets up with the first sacral vertebrae, they call it LS. In people, it's L5-S1 because people only have five lumbar vertebrae. Dogs have seven. So it'll be L7-S1. And there's too much movement, too much laxity in that area when they put themselves into certain positions. And the area becomes very sensitive because some of the nerves, as they exit the spinal cord at the LS region, are getting pinched. By the intervertebral movement, and these dogs are extremely sensitive. You can even have a nice dog that if you touch hard enough, might even turn around to try to bite you. But that's more of a a skeletal problem, and that can be diagnosed via x-ray. And what we do is we take a lateral x-ray, and we put the legs in three positions. Number one, we tuck the legs all the way underneath them. We put them in natural, normal resting position, and then we take the legs and pull them all the way back. That's the position that usually hurts them the most. And then you compare the three positions and you can see how much movement is taking place at the LS junction, and if there's a, too much laxity, too much movement, very likely that's the problem. Usually you treat it medically, sometimes uh, rarely surgically. Mostly it's a medical treatment. But in a three-year-old dog, if you are seeing and feeling maybe some skin abnormalities, I would shoot for the skin issues number one. And then if everything right. checks out fine, then I would take her in, have her x-rayed, and see if uh, you can identify any type of lumbosacral movement or laxity and go from there. And then, of course, okay. get back. To stay on afterwards. Give your information to our producer, Mark. They'll send it on to us, and we'll send you out uh, maybe a, n- a nice uh, vitamin or a glucosamine supplement for her and uh, start her on some good uh, glucosamine. That'll help her anyway from her spine. Okay?
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thanks for the call. Okay, Thank bye. You. Bye-bye. Anyway, that was uh, – you see how easy and painless that is to give us a call, get some advice, and get a free, um, a free ProSense product from our sponsor, ProSense Pet Products. Were there any more callers there i think that's it so let's see it's, i can't believe it's that time already so it's time to say goodbye it's time to tell you that we will see you back here next week on thursday one o'clock pacific time four o'clock eastern time for those of you who are football fans uh you got another bowl game tonight and another bowl game tomorrow night and then the big one monday night so uh right which is the, the big number one so we still got we still got uh, two left the orange bowl and the sugar bowl and um Uh, We will be here next week here on Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Once again, I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber. And once once again, I want to thank our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products, and our sponsor partners, mass retailers like Kroger and Walmart and Target. And we will see you next week. Let's Talk Pets,
0: every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.